Today FM. It's that time of the week again, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the Dermot and Dave Show Best of Podcast. But not if you're driving. Definitely don't sit back. In fact, sit up now. He's the man behind Anchorman, Talladega Nights, Step Brothers, The Big Short Vice, and one of my favourite Marvel movies, Ant-Man. He's an Oscar and BAFTA award-winning director and producer, and his latest film, Don't Look Up, has a cast that includes Oscar winners Leonardo DiCaprio, Meryl Streep, and Jennifer Lawrence. His name is Adam McKay. What a pleasure to talk to you, Adam. Uh, my pleasure to join you, gents. Uh, thank you for having me. I know you're talking to us from Ireland today, and just because of smelly COVID, we can't be face-to-face. But it was such a joy to hear that you spend a lot of time in Ireland. And in fact, you wrote the movie we're talking about today in County Cavan. Darn right. Uh, I uh, We have a lake house in County Cavan. It's beautiful. And it's the quietest, most perfect writing spot in the world. I've been coming here to Ireland for 25 years. We've spent time outside Galway. We have friends in Dublin. Uh, and I just love it here. Uh, it, it's it's one of my favorite countries. Do you find County Cavan to be an inspiring place to write? Do you like the peace and quiet? Yeah, although I don't think of it as peace and quiet. I mean, it's pretty raucous. Like, I get there... And I have targets in my backyard. I do shooting practice. I DJ. I have ATVs, motorcycles. <laughs> uh, it is, I, I don't know if anyone's been to Cabin lately. It is happening. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely the perception we all have of County Cavan is shooting in the back garden and driving an ATV down to the lake. That's all everyone thinks of when they think of Cavan. It's a Hunter S. Thompson kind of life in Cavan. Yeah, yeah. um, no, no, I, I love Cavan. It's just beautiful and quiet. And uh, I'd love to go there and write. Uh, my daughters love it. We go for long hikes. Uh, everything about it is kind of, uh, we jokingly call it, uh, the opposite of America, because America is just a blast of white noise and billboards and clicks and bright colors. And then you go to cabin and everything is just, ah, it's fantastic. So, uh, <laughs> and we have a piano there. My my wife and daughters are all musicians. Uh, so we go there and we play music and watch movies. And it, it's, it's, I mean, you guys know, I mean, Ireland's a stunning, stunning country. Well, all I'm thinking is, can Dermot and Dave come to your next yeah. house party? Come it on. sounds amazing. I'm going to shoot something on an ATV. <laughs> and, and I know we're joking around a lot, but no. No, you can't. You can't come. You okay. know what? I appreciate the honesty. That's the, that's the most important thing. If you get near my property, I do have guards around the property. <laughs> you, the first thing you said about Kevin was you've got guns and you do shooting practice. So we're not coming anywhere near you, Adam. You shouldn't worry. And our guards, they're, uh, they're mercenaries from around the globe. A lot of them are from uh, Indonesia, South Africa, and they are dead-eyed killers. Um, so you guys Dave, seem like great guys, but don't come near my property. Yeah, I hear you. Dave, we'll have to do what we normally do and just look in their windows, you know? It'll be, it'll be fine. It'll be Stand fine. in their garden till they see us. That's Dermot. the classy road. That's always Dermot. the classy road. Dermot mentioned that, that you wrote the movie we're here to talk about. Let's talk about the movie. It's called Don't Look Up, and it is absolutely phenomenal like the two of us watched it separately in our different houses but like immediately on the phone to each other going oh my god this bit's so amazing this bit's so amazing like we absolutely loved it and thank you for making it yeah it was you know it really came from what we've all experienced over the last 10 or 20 years which is 
reality is just careening upside down, confusing, terrifying. And I was like, man, I, I haven't laughed in so long. And is it possible to laugh at this? I mean, it's the one common experience we all have, right? Regardless of we're right wing, left wing, whatever, is we're all experiencing this insane world. So the idea and what the cast loved about it so much was that we, we just need to have a good laugh about how crazy these times are. And, and obviously there's other feelings in there, big feelings in there as well. But first and foremost, we just love the idea of a capital C comedy about these crazy, crazy times. And I, I wrote it in Cabin. I, I think I had the outline. So uh, once you have the outline, that's a lot of it. But mm. I think it took three weeks to get the first draft of Wow. Every day, eight, ten hours a day of writing. Uh, and it was wonderful. Well, for people who don't know the movie yet, it's about two low-level astronomers who go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy everything. But uh, it's trying to get people to care is the biggest issue. And <laughs> as funny as that premise is, it's also terrifying because all I could think of when I was looking at it is going, this is what would happen. You could be jumping up and down saying... This thing is coming and people would be more worried about, you know, getting clicks and and making you fit into their current agenda. Like people just don't want to know. So it's funny, but it's also terrifying because it's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you you guys know the strangest thing about it was I wrote the script before the pandemic. Yes. So one of the weirdest things was writing this script. We were scouting in Boston. We had cast some of the primary roles. And the call came, shut it down, and we all did what all of us did, went home and quarantined for five, six months, and then witnessed a bunch of the things in the script come true. Um, But I kind of think that's where reality is right now. Reality is so, you know, (laughs) the break cables have been cut on reality, and it's coming fast. And uh, so I just felt like you know what, I think this is going to happen with a lot of scripts where reality gets ahead of it and let's go make it and still the laughs are, are, are a positive. Um, but I, I've never had an experience like that where I wrote a script and then saw so much of it come true. Right. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the cast there a minute ago, and that's what's going to leap off the poster for everybody, because the cast is truly stellar. You have Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, Kate Blanchett, Rob Morgan, Jonah Hill, Timothy Chalamet, Ariana Grande. I mean, the list goes on and on. What was it about this project that made so many of these huge stars want to be a part of it? You forgot a couple names, too. We have the Dalai Lama. Has a, a six-line part. Yeah. And we have... <laughs> I'd love to cast the Dalai Lama in a movie. Could that ever be done? Um, no, no. Dalai Lama is not in the movie. It was, uh, it was uh, really great because all the cast had the same instinct that I had, which is we need to start going at this subject. You know, the climate crisis, uh, our inability to solve problems... But if you do it in a dramatic, dystopic way, we're kind of already living in that. So it was really heartening to see some of the greatest actors of our generation. I mean, people like Kate Blanchett and Rob Morgan and Leonardo DiCaprio and Jen Lawrence, they've won like Oscars, they're celebrated. And, you know, they knew what they were signing up for. I mean, this was a crazy comedy, you know, somewhere in between. It's a, a mad, 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 mad world and Dr. Strangelove and 
like a Lars von Trier movie. <laughs> so, so they, they knew what they were signing up for, but they all got it. They all had the same instinct. Like, yes, this might be the way we can deal with this scary craziness. Can we talk about some of your other movies before we, we lose you? Um, and, you know, and people will know you for just gems like Anchorman and, the other guys, Step and Brothers, Step Brothers. That's my favorite, yeah. my favorite That's of my favorite. all time. Yeah, like I, I'm just, I suppose, you know, Dave and I are involved in comedy. I love learning about the process that different comedy writers and comedians like yourself use uh, when they're making projects. Do you like to keep it loose, see what happens on the set? Do you stick to the script? Is it does it have to be gags nailed down on a page? How do you work generally, Adam? You know, I, I always say what we do is we write like maniacs. We treat the script like it's the final word. It has to be perfect. And then when I show up on set, I second guess myself. <laughs> so you you have the scripted version. You're going to get it. But then I start talking to the actors. And as much as you try with writing and you try and imagine the day and the set and the wardrobe and the actors and the feeling, you can really, at your, on your best day, only get 90% of the way there. So the improv is great because it just allows the actors feel empowered. It allows for discovery. It creates a great mood on the set. Uh, so it depends on the movie. I mean, obviously, with a movie like Vice, which was much darker, there wasn't as much improv, but... Uh, in the case of Ryan Gosling's character in The Big Short, he did a lot of improv. This movie, there was a ton of improv. I mean, every actor, because I was sort of going back to comedy, you know, traditional comedy, every actor had a total green light. And boy, they were good. I mean, the shock of shocks was Meryl Streep. I had no yes. idea that she's an elite level improviser because we know Jonah Hill is, we know Chalamet is really good. Jen Lawrence, Leo, like they're all great. Tyler Perry is really, really good, but Meryl Streep can bring it. It was, it was impressive. <laughs> um, Step Brothers, favorite scene. Favorite scene is uh, sleepwalking, throwing the presents <laughs> at the dad, bringing the Christmas tree in. I'm going to wake him up. And then Richard Jenkins gets thrown down the stairs. The hardest, <laughs> hardest I've ever laughed at anything we've filmed ever. <laughs> Great show for a favorite scene. Um, Adam, I know this is like an audio interview, but I'm holding my uh, Ant-Man action figure here. And he's, he's high-fiving you for obviously writing Ant-Man, but also Succession, your, your involvement in Succession, like that is one of the most beautiful programs I have ever seen. Uh, thank you, man. And I, I love seeing a quality Ant-Man figure, action figure. That is <laughs> as long, really as, long good. as you're getting the cut, Adam. Yeah. I was <laughs> Paul Rudnai in a hotel room for four months rewriting that script. We had a blast. Uh, and then, yeah, Succession's been just so much fun. And, you know, you're just lucky to cross paths with people like Jesse Armstrong, that amazing cast, the writer's room. And when I read that first pilot script, I just was like, oh, I have to direct this. So it one of the great collaborative experiences was getting to cast that show, set the look, the music, just so much fun. And, and Jesse is just an A triple plus writer and a, a pure stand up gentleman too, just a graceful, good guy. So every, every moment of working on that show has been a pleasure. What's beautiful about Succession is that everyone is so horrible and you love them all. 
you're rooting for everybody, even though they let you down every 10 seconds. Yeah, it's cool. And and from the original script that was in there, trauma is trauma. Doesn't matter if you're worth a billion dollars. If you've got a monstrous dad like that, you're going to have a rough time. And that's what I loved about the script from the beginning. It didn't get into success porn or wealth porn. You know, it showed super rich people who were really traumatized and having a rough life. Um, yeah, a tremendous project and uh, so excited for next year. I can't wait to see where it goes. Great. Well, look, Adam, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to talk to us today. Congratulations on Don't Look Up. We loved it. Everybody will get it from Christmas Eve on Netflix. And thank you for every movie you've made. We love them all. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Take well. care, Adam. Happy holidays. You too, Adam. Bye-bye. Just had Adam McKay chatting to us there. He is the man behind massive movies like Step Brothers, The Other Guys, Anchorman, Ant-Man, uh, and also TV shows like uh, Succession. Um, and The Big Short and Vice. He won an Oscar for Big Short. And the brand new one is coming out on Christmas Eve on Netflix. It is called Don't Look Up, and it is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, what an amazing interview with Adam. Lads, a complete legend and a gentleman, says John Carter. And Owen says, great to hear Adam speak on these movies. Love everything he does, particularly loving Success. Succession at the minute, a great interview. Thanks very much. I'm glad you enjoyed it. If you missed it, you can listen in again. And Louise says, I knew you guys together reminded me of someone. Over the weekend, I took a trip down memory lane and watched a heap of 80s movies, one of which was Weekend at Bernie's. Andrew McCarthy and Jonathan Silverman could have been a Dermot and Dave double from looks to crazy personalities. <laughs> you got to watch it. Well, I haven't seen Weekend at Bernie since it came out in the 80s, so I don't even remember who Jonathan Silverman is, but apparently he's me and you're Andrew McCarthy. I don't remember Andrew McCarthy. He was in Pretty in Pink. I'm oh. pretty sure he was in St. Elmo's Fire. He's that kind of Brat Pack actor. Has he got? Do you have those kind of feathery earrings? No, that was another guy in Pretty in Pink. Who was your man earrings. in Breakfast Club? Uh, that is the bold guy Judd um, Nelson actually Timothy Chalamet in Don't Look Up the yeah. film we were just talking about kind of encapsulates that sort of bad boy 80s <laughs> film star he's even wearing like the trench coat yeah. and the long earring and he's got the kind of 80s hair going on Judd Nelson who played John Bender in that movie yeah, that's yeah. Is. anyway look, it's out Christmas Eve go and watch Don't Look Up alright Maria I know you've got a, pre- a present for us I'm very excited I about do. that from a big TV show are you going straight to that or you got something else to start no with? I'll go straight to okay, this ok excellent, excellent worth like yeah I don't want to leave you waiting <laughs> um, so you know we talked about The Witcher season 2 coming to Netflix yes so uh, that was on Friday so the whole season two was up there if you're a Witcher fan. Dermot, you're a huge Witcher fan. I know you've already started season two, haven't you? Yeah, I really liked it. In fact, I'm going back to watch one again because I want to refresh myself because I started to watch season two and I thought, no, no, I need to go back and be yeah. fully immersed in it again. It's Henry Cavill who plays Superman in the most recent movies. He, he doesn't play Superman hair. in The Witcher. He no. plays someone else. But he yeah. has long he plays white the hair. Witcher. He has long white hair and he talks like this all the time. Okay. And he has like yellow eyes or something, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, it's full of magic and big battles and it's if you like, like Game of Thrones yeah, for yeah quite Game of Thronesy. Um but yeah so maybe a little bit darker so it's set kind of in medieval times yes. am I right yeah it's all swords and beasts and so the people behind The Witcher have written a song for Dermot and Dave no what and behind the series they've performed it yeah. yeah they performed it in uh like in the style of medieval music a song about us a song about you two I'll, I'll let you listen to it happy <laughs> okay. Christmas guys Dermot and Dave, one of you likes Metallica, the other meditation. <laughs> you also, I'm sure, like The Witcher. Season 2 out now on Netflix. Here's a song for you. <laughs> 
Ultimate meditation is your main skill. It's basically just being needlessly chill. Dave likes Metallica, so I've been told. His music taste is over 20 years old. The people around you don't make a fuss as you promote general mindfulness. Exit light. Enter night. Tale of Dermot and Dave A dragon attacks in the days to be saved The legendary tale of Dermot and Dave I quite like Dermot but Dave He's my fave Dave, he's our fave Thank you, The Witcher and Netflix. Yeah. That was cool. Really um, cool. We'll give that another spin before the end of the oh, show. Oh, definitely. And that line in it that Dave's music taste is over 20 years old. <laughs> Metallica this weekend celebrated 40 years oh, since wow. they formed and did two amazing gigs in their hometown of San Francisco and did two gigs there over the weekend. And a big shout out to an Irish guy called Paul who was due to go over. He goes mm. to all the big gigs when Metallica performed with um, the orchestra, the San Francisco Philharmonic Orchestra and all that, whatever. He's over there. He got COVID. Oh no! Oh, no. Poor fellow was stuck at home watching the live stream like the rest of us, and he's oh. supposed to be sitting there. But anyway, amazing Metallica weekend. But yes, forty years ago they formed. They're still rocking today. Well, thank you to the Witcher crew from Netflix. That was a real nice treat. Thanks, yeah. Maz. Happy oh, Christmas to you. Yeah, I, mean, I, I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't Maria, help but feel you got off lightly on the Christmas <laughs> thing. Maria and I sit beside each other in our office. And Socially distant. Of course, yes, with a, with, a, with a perspex barrier between us. But today, I was trying to like open my drawer and I was moving Maria's handbag. It's always in the way. <laughs> and I was like, move, get, Maria, get, the, get that out of my way. I can't, I can't get my no, usually water politely, bottle. He says, Maria, sorry, um, would you mind? Sorry, I just can't get to my drawer. So if you wouldn't look, you can move it back when I'm finished. So she moved her handbag, but then two minutes later I came back and she put something in front of it again and it was a box. And I was like, Maria, come on. As I said, sorry, Maria, would you mind moving the box? <laughs> and I went, what is this box? And she's like, I don't know. And then I looked at it. And lads, can you hear what it is yet? It's the Dermot and Dave limited edition Christmas Lapland blanket. We found a box of them. We yeah. thought they were all gone. Yeah. Because they all went out on the camper van of Christmas cheer. As soon as you mentioned the lap blanket, Maria gets a text. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one. But here's the thing. We thought they all went out on the camper van uh, of Christmas cheer because the idea was that we were spreading Christmas cheer and part of Christmas cheer was obviously giving people who deserve Christmas cheer a lap blanket. Now, the reason this sounds like crinkly is because it's in a plastic little cellophane bag that I don't even want to open. No, well, you can't open it. Because it's, you know... You have to wash it then. COVID and everything, right? <laughs> so, but it is. They are absolutely gorgeous. I suppose, how would we describe the colour, Marie? You're better at home. Is that is that burgundy? No, it's more of a... Dark red. A dark red. A deep red. A deep a red. A rich, deep red. And in, obviously, Today FM Yellow, uh, stitched into it. This is high-quality merch. Lads, the feel of it. Yeah, it is gorgeous. Um, so, we have found a box of these, and we figured, if we've any hope of getting them to you before Christmas, terms and conditions probably may not get them before Christmas, but if we've any hope of getting them to you before Christmas... We need to give them away this morning Today. and stick them in the post and see what we can do. I'd say Dermot was stashing them. Probably was. Yeah, he actually, he's not in today, so he's going to be very disappointed when he comes back in tomorrow and all of a sudden his stashed lap blankets are gone. But here's the thing. We're going to reward you today and give you a Today FM Dermot and Dave lap blanket. But here's how you're going to win it. You're going to have to sing for your supper, as it were, or sing for your lap blanket. 
We want you to send us WhatsApp voice notes on 87 102 And in the WhatsApp voice note, we want you to sing a Christmas song, Christmas song, Christmas carol, any song that's connected with Christmas, and put the word lap blanket in the song, okay? I Look, I'll give you the most obvious example there is, right? Blanket, I gave you my heart. Okay, <laughs> like literally, this doesn't make any sense. But that's a, as much as you need to do, right? If it can make sense, even better. If it doesn't make sense, and it's funny. I we have don't one. care. Go on, go on, go on. La 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 blanket. Excellent. Would I win? Yeah, you yeah, definitely win if you sent that in. So a bit of gusto. <laughs> See, Maria was singing real, like giving it socks there, like a carol singer on your doorstep. So 087-4100-102 Send us a WhatsApp voice note if you singing any Christmassy song with the word lap blanket in it. The funner the insert of the word the better uh, and we'll pick people out and we'll reward you with the incredible much sought after Dermot and Dave dark red as Maria says uh, Today FM Lapland blanket if it's a lap blanket can I have one please says Trish and Kilkenny you can do the job you need to do Kieran and Tip says another Lapland blanket and I need to sort the missus out for Christmas beginning to arrive at panic stations four days out well Kieran, you've plenty of time you shouldn't be panicking like you should have it so- anyway doesn't matter, Karen. Now you can win yourself a lap blanket if you send us a voice note. Lads, if you're talking about lap blankets, please can I have one? I've been an avid listener to you guys for years. I text in every day. I wear shorts all year round. Happy Christmas, Paul the Postman in his shorts in Rainy in Dublin 5. How are you, Paul? Um, unfortunately, listening for a long time doesn't qualify you. Only singing a Christmas song with the word lap blanket crudely inserted into the lyrics is going to help you today. So 87 102 here maybe maybe here's a bit of a suggestion for you. Play a Christmas tune, see if you can fit the word lap blanket into this. But send us WhatsApp voice notes with your lap blanket lyrics today. 087-4100-102 is our WhatsApp line and our text line if you want to get your hands on a much sought after Dermot and Dave lap blanket. Uh, this is the time to do it. What you got to do is send us a WhatsApp voice note if you're singing a Christmas song. Could be a Christmas carol, could be a Christmas hit, whatever it is, uh, with something to do with lap blanket in it like Dave has done, not me, another Dave. I'm dreaming of my lap blanket just like the one I used to own. <laughs> uh, pretty good, Marie. Do you think I deserve the first lap blanket or are we going to hold on and see what else comes in? It's up to you now. You're the boss in these things. Like, I never like to step on your toes, you know. I'll give him one. Dave, well done. You're straight in. Uh, here's Helen. Do they know it's lap blanket time again? <laughs> no. No. Helen Kelly and Galway. Looking for a lap blanket, thank you. <laughs> Maria's not feeling that one, no. I'm afraid, no. Sorry. Uh, okay, Dave's getting one, Helen's not getting one, but keep them coming in, 087-4100-102, the best ones we get in will win themselves lap blankets. <laughs> uh, come here, uh, there's something called a whoop. Maybe you've heard of this, you certainly heard Dermot rabbiting on about it for ages, uh, he loves his whoop. And me slagging him off for his whoop got me a free whoop. The whoop is basically a fitness wearable, like a tracker, like a Fitbit or any of those things, except it has insane amounts of data like more data than I don't even think a top athlete would ever need I as a lazy lap blanket wearing cosy hole <laughs> certainly don't need the amount of information that is given to me by Whoop however uh, they are massively popular you'll see everybody with like you know LeBron James Tiger Woods like Rory McIlroy they there all a- wear them they all wear them so uh, the only experience I've had of them is every morning when we come into our pre-show meeting yeah and yourself and Dermot Compare your sleep recovery percentage. Yeah, he loves he loves those conversations. He goes, what did you get last night? I'm like, ninety one percent. Oh, I only got forty seven. <laughs> why? 
What did you do? So this like, is what does that mean? It's the so basically it's how prepared benefits you got from your sleep. Is well, it? no, how prepared you are for strain today. In other words, right. how has your sleep set? So if your sleep has set you up poorly yeah. for today, you shouldn't really do a big huge session because oh, your body's already be zero last night. Yeah. Say, yeah. <laughs> really is a bad sleep. Yeah, yeah. There you go. But then sometimes there's no sense to it. Like I showed Dermot for like two nights in a row, I got like four hours sleep, four and a half hours sleep. I was just up doing stupid things late at night, and they get enough for work. Both nights, like, 92, 95. It's like, what? I'm exhausted. But they yeah. want me to go and run a marathon or whatever. Anyway, they're phenomenal. And the amount of data on them is unreal. And because of that, they've actually managed to pull out some very specific data about Ireland over the last year and all the people in Ireland who wear a Whoop. And we're going to be joined by the marketing, the international marketing director of Whoop, Brian Curtin, in a few minutes' time, who's going to tell us all about the information about Ireland, including what it is you need to do to get a good night's sleep. So we'll get to that in a few minutes' time, but keep those voice notes coming in. 87 102 Send us in your lap blanket lyrics. Uh, sing a song and put a lap blanket into it, and you can win yourself one of these much-coveted Dermot and Dave Today FM lap blankets on Today FM. We have amazing Dermot and Dave lap blankets to give away today, and the way we're doing it is you are supposed to sing us a little Christmas song, a line from a Christmas song with stick lap blanket in there instead of whatever lyric is in there and you can win yourself one of these. They're red and they're gorgeous and they're exactly what you need. So fluffy. Uh, okay, so Cathy, Maria's going to judge these. Maria, you're going to pick one of these three, okay? Cathy? Okay. We wish you a merry lap blanket. Wish you a merry lap blanket. Wish you a merry lap blanket. And a happy new year. Boom, boom. Okay, <laughs> that's Cathy versus okay. Kevin. Lap blanket. I gave you a fart And the power of it It blew you away This year To save from that fear I'll ease up on the Brussels sprouts Oh, oh. <laughs> Wow, Andy Dell On the first day of Christmas Today I found it to me A lap blanket for my cold knees <laughs> Yay! Happy Christmas! Okay, so you've got Kathy, Kevin, and Adele. I'm going to go with Adele. Adele, congratulations! You win yourself the next lap blanket, uh, lap land blanket from Dermot and Dave on Today FM. We'll have more of that, so keep it coming in. 87 4100 We've certainly made Brian from Limerick's day, and maybe his Christmas as well. He says, Dave, thank you. Thank you, thank you. I've been saying it for years that nuts and chocolate together are evil, and nobody agreed. You've made my day. Happy Christmas, guys. I love the show. Brian, I'm glad that there are other people in the world who share my aversion. In fact, someone else says, Dave, the strangeness of your aversion to mixed chocolate and nuts is summed up by your statement on fruit and nut. Fruit, yes, nuts, no. Because fruit mixed with chocolate is entirely normal. Well, I'm not suggesting it's entirely normal, but I have no problem with there being a dried grape in my chocolate bar. But do not put a hazelnut in there. That is absolutely disgusting. Uh, okay, Maria is going to judge a few more of our lap blanket lyrics, which is people submitting uh, songs on WhatsApp voice notes that have a uh, lap blanket lyric inserted into it. And some there would usually be a different lyric in a Christmas song. Uh, Maria, we've got Gronia. Have a listen to Gronia. Lap blanket, lap blanket, keeping me warm. While my husband continues to snore. <laughs> Kissing and cuddling on the city. With my last blanket over my knee. Pretty damn good, yeah, Gronia. That's a good one, isn't it? Um, Colin is, is getting some mic. We'll get to Colin in a second. Colin has sent us a voice note. Snow is falling ah. all around us. Children playing, having fun. It's the season. A lovely lap blanket. <laughs> Merry 
Colin. Resourceful. It's kind of harsh now. I was just about to give you one. Okay, so Carl, just, Carl, follow that. Well, no, Carl wants to see. The thing is, everyone wants a lap blanket. Like, literally, people who work on the Dermot and Dave show want the lap yeah. blankets. Carl has stepped up to the plate now with his own Christmas. Well, I just thought, like, why don't I get one? Well, go on. Perform it. Maria, to Maria, Maria no, one, no one did your favourite Christmas song. Stop the cavalry. Which is our favourite Christmas song. I hate that song. So I just did one. You ready? Go on, go on, go on. Okay. Hey, Mr. D&D, can I have one for me? I really want one of those lap blankets. The heating's gone in the car, too expensive to repair. That can be your Christmas present to me, please. Wow. No. No. You've got Grania, Colin and Cahill. Cahill? No. Thank you. No. no, no, not only do I hate that song, <laughs> you hate my version. I hate your version, and you're not getting one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Christmas, Christmas feels is alive. Uh, well, thanks, man. What about Colin and Grania? I think give them both one. I can't what? pick. Amazing, so <laughs> Colin, you and not me. Three the hell. I'm not even sorry. <laughs> you are okay. not one bit sorry. Grania and Colin, congratulations, Colin. Look, Dave's world. Dave's world if we don't let him do it he gets ratty yes it's the uh, Dermot and Dave Dave's Bad Jokes Christmas special edition from all of our listeners who've sent in Christmas jokes you're going to love these Maria you're going to absolutely love them I don't I love is a very strong word (laughs) like Kevin who says what's the absolute best Christmas present a broken drum you can't beat it Good start. It's only going to get worse from here. Uh, Jessica has submitted a joke. She was on to us a few months back, and she's back. Hi, Dave. This is um, Jessica again <laughs> from Leash, and I have another bad Christmas joke. Um, what does Santa say at the start of a race? Ready, set, ho, ho, ho. Hey. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Bye. Uh, Bye, Jessica. You're an absolute legend. Uh, Okay, what else have we got for you? Avian is six, and she says, What did Adam say to his wife on the 24th of December? It's Christmas Eve. Adam. Adam. I didn't see that one coming. Murphy Uh. says, The kids are insisting (laughs) that we get a dog for Christmas. I mean, we usually have turkey, but whatever they want. (laughs) 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 Damien says, What's the most popular Christmas wine? I don't like Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> David, says, David says, Santa lands on the roof of a house he's visiting and there's a traffic warden there. And Santa asks, oh, how much do I owe you for the visit? The traffic warden says, it's okay. It's on the house. Ah, he can tell. Uh, on the house. <laughs> no, yeah, he knew that would land. Yeah, yeah. Jim. Jim says, Dave, last Sunday I saw 80s pop star Jonah Louie we just played him in college, mm. just sang his yeah, song. Yeah, John Louis well. ushering everyone out of the restaurant section of our local. He was trying to stop the carvery. Oh. Stop the carvery. I dislike that joke as much as I dislike that. <laughs> oh, okay, that's okay. bad. You like yeah. this one. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Honda. Honda who? Honda first day of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Speaking of Christmas carols, Paddy says, I've joined a group of gluten intolerant Christmas carolers. So far, the only carol we've sung is Wheat Free Kings of Orient. <laughs> <laughs> you could do it. No. Wheat Free Kings. Wheat Free Kings. <laughs> you couldn't do it. Danny says, I got a Christmas part time job being a delivery driver for Mr. Kipling. On my first day, I have to do an emergency stop. Fortunately, the lorry had exceedingly good brakes. Just <laughs> <laughs> waiting for a joke about an apple tart. <laughs> yeah. Barry says, why couldn't Mary and Joseph join their work conference call? 
because there was no zoom at the end. Oh, it's, that's not even a joke. No, it's terrible. How is that not a joke? It's terrible. Of course, it's a joke. Patricia says today at work I dressed up as Lara Croft, and tomorrow I'm dressing up as Maleficent. Well, Liz, the season to be jolly. Jolie. Jolie. Angelina Jolie. Oh, she played, she played both Lara characters. Cro- yeah, Lara Croft and, and Lara, not Laura, just to clarify. Sorry. On you go. <laughs> Murphy Graham is back and he says, I asked Tina Turner for her secret to cooking the perfect turkey. She said, it's simply the baste. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. Uh. Eddie says, in the steward's inquiry after a race, the jockey said, well, in the first furlong, I was hit by a bottle of wine. In the second furlong, a turkey and a ham nearly knocked me off the horse. And in the final furlong, a tin of biscuits hit me on the head. I'll be honest, I was badly hampered. <laughs> oh, no. No? no. That's funny. Yeah. I give you that. Thank you. No. Finally, Dean says, I bought a Christmas tree the other day. And the guy selling it to me said, are you going to put that up yourself? I said, I am not, you dirty eejit. I'm sticking it up in the living room. <laughs> Dave's Christmas present is terrible. No. Nobody can understand it except for him. Tell everyone what you want to get for Christmas. I am getting an Xbox, okay? Which is, obviously, people will probably think that's a yeah, cool Christmas that's present. That's cool. Yeah. But I've only asked for one game, and I only want one game. And my kids already have a PS4. That's, the, like, they're, they're not playing the Xbox. It's daddy's only. The only game going on the Xbox is Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020. And basically, it's going to have me learn... How to fly a plane for reals. Not like, you know, Fighter Jet 2, the game where you just go, X is fly. This no, is like. Your ambition is to fly transatlantic, like commuter flights, passenger flights in real time. Oh, everything's real time. Like this is. Yeah, so you'll be sitting there for five hours. Maria, one of the things Maria hated most about this conversation was the fact that everything was in real time and that I'm going to end up learning. Not only how to get an airplane off the ground, but I'm going to end up then sitting in the aircraft in my head for, if it's a flight to Malaga, three hours. Flight to New York, seven hours. Hey, they recently did that one where they flew almost halfway around the world in 17 hours. Someday soon, I'll get to that level. What's also sad about this is that there are other people on the game who pretend to be working in a in a air traffic control. No, well, no. You see, this is the thing. I want to get to a point where I understand what this guy is saying. Hey, good afternoon, Vegas approach, Southwest seventeen thirty eight, checking in level one two twelve thousand two hundred and thirty inbound from the west. Today we're going to be on the Vegas six arrival. We have information problem. See what? Like, what? <laughs> I want to understand what that actually means. So what Dermot's talking about is there's a situation in these games where. Because you're playing in real time with and like the graphics are so unbelievable. Like everything about this is so real. The weather is real time weather data fed in. So if it's raining in Dublin Airport and I'm taking off from Dublin Airport in the game, it's raining in the game. I can just imagine you getting up in the morning, opening the curtains and standing there with your hands in the pockets of your pajamas, looking out, going <laughs> Don't like the look of the weather today. It's gonna be a bumpy flight to Manchester and you're your wife just closing the suitcase going, goodbye, Dave. <laughs> and getting on an, an actual flight to Manchester yeah, to just yeah. get away from me. Well, no, you see, you can slag me all you want, right? But since I mentioned this mm. on the radio, I have been inundated with literally three messages from people who also share my passion for Microsoft Flight Simulator. That's an inundation. Or yeah. Right? Uh, a chap called Rob got in touch to tell me that he also flies. He's recently had a baby 
and one of his ways of kind of you know chilling out is mm. put the baby down and then open up flight sim heading off to Thailand heading off to Indonesia whatever it is what happens if the baby needs to be changed or starts crying or needs to be fed well you're in autopilot once you're up in the air I mean you can you know <laughs> pilots can do certain things like change the baby or whatever needs to be done but I also got in a fella got in touch with me who lives in Swords in Dublin which is too far from where I live and this man is like the pinnacle of flight simulation in Ireland he has built a full 737 cockpit in his spare room in his house right now and I mean like I don't mean like you know oh yeah like he's like painted the word Boeing on the thing literally has built in where you'd put walk or um, you know inbuilt wardrobes he's put in a full MDF frame he's bought the overhead panels that all light up mm. and all the buttons work and everything that's all wired in he is two of the most powerful computers in Ireland to help run this game because it's absolutely massive and the biggest draw on a CPU you've ever seen He's a huge projector screen. So you know when you're sitting, you see you see the cockpit of a plane and it has the two windows at the front and the two windows at the side? He is a projector that wraps around. So it's projecting onto this wraparound screen so that he can look out the side of the window like, and see the side things. You showed me the work involved in this. You showed me the setup. It, yeah. It's incredible. And part of me couldn't help but feel like there's so much work has gone into this. It, at some point, it becomes easier just to become a pilot. No, no. Like, it's less work. But you see, if you're like me, may, I, don't, I haven't met this guy yet. I don't know what the story is. I can't be a pilot because I have a gammy eye. You can't be a pilot if you don't have 20-20 vision. I don't. So I'll never get that experience of sitting on the tarmac ready to put the thrusters to full. I don't even know the oh words God, I just re- realised something. Your next door neighbour is a pilot, isn't he? Yeah, this is a case of a captain and an airline. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you know it's going to, this is this is the airline equivalent of what happened at Bohemians. <laughs> Anyone who doesn't know, Dave had a friend who played for Bose, used to give him his cast off uh, gear, you know, when they changed seasons. Yeah, training gear, everything, yeah. Dave turned up uh, at the place where Bose trained. No, sorry, no, hang on, that's not fair. I went to my gym <laughs> And I happened to be wearing Bose gear and I turned around and all the lads from yeah. Bose so were there. all Bose were in the gym mm. and Dave is wearing the full training kit. Like <laughs> socks, everything. Same as the lads. So, yeah, so they'd look around and they'd go, Why, what, what, what's he doing? He's trying to, he, he's pretending. This is what your next door neighbor's going to think. <laughs> oh my God, Dave's trying to be a pilot next to me. Yeah, but imagine the conversations over the garden wall I'll be able to have soon when I un- understand about flaps and wind direction. <laughs> Imagine how amazing. A for sale sign going up fairly sharp. <laughs> well, I'm waiting for my chance so, to go to Swords. Have you, so you've this. been invited? I have been invited to Swords to go and see the Boeing 737, fully reproduced Boeing 737 copy. Now, I want to wait because I don't want to be a guy going over and asking the questions that someone who's never flown. Oh, so I you want to do it for a few months, get into it. Get into it. I wanna, so then when I go over and go, so is that a... Is that the uh, A369 uh, plant? I don't know what they have in it. But see, I think I don't, I'm such a noob. I don't know anything. It's so funny that this guy has got this whole thing in his spare room. I, I bet you, like, if you're going to go that far, you might as well put on the uniform. I put on the pilot's uniform and go, okay, kiss all your kids, goodbye. <laughs> Say, uh, daddy will be back this evening. I've got to fly to uh, Paris. And then he goes into the spare room. <laughs> but you know what? I think, Dave... I'm going to 
I'm also going to get this game. What? Because if I, if I know I can join you virtually, I want to do what this guy did and join the game while drunk. <laughs> hey, good afternoon, Vegas. Approach Southwest 7838, checking in level 12,238 inbound from the west. We're going to be on the Vegas 6 arrival. We have information from. Ah, that's a negative, Charlie. <laughs> uh, confirm we're on Vegas approach 28.3. We're just inbound from the uh, inbound from the east. We are not clear, Charlie. We are very busy. The, the place is just filled up. You know, there's planes, chocolate block, and your nan, up your nan. Oh, just oh, well, okay. I don't understand any of those phrases, but uh, are you saying... This is a international airport, so it's, it's supposed to be busy. That's kind of your job is to sort that out and vector aircraft in. Uh, we, we will switch from a negative to uh, an affirmative in about uh, seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to be an annoying yeah. ATC guy misdirecting air traffic. Don't you dare. Don't you dare rain on my amazing Microsoft flight simulator parade. Some people, some people don't feel like I do about my Christmas present of an Xbox with Microsoft Flight Simulator. My husband is obsessed with it, Dave. It's all he plays at home in America. It drives me insane. Uh, Stephen and Navin says, Dave, will you be talking to your Xbox controller with you next time? Are we taking your Xbox controller with you next time you fly in case you have to take the pilot's place? Yeah, you know that thing that you see in movies. Can anyone fly a plane? I want to be that guy going, <laughs> yeah. I've got 8,000 hours of Flight Simulator, sir. Please <laughs> let me up there. Lads, my dad's next door neighbour used to fly model planes. He used to talk like he flew a jumbo jet. Once when he went for a job, he put flying planes down as his hobbies. He eventually got a call back to say that he didn't get the job as he was overqualified and maybe he should try the airport. <laughs> See, it can backfire on you, Dave. Lauren's in Galway this morning. Hi, Lauren. Hi. Did your boyfriend get the flight simulator game? Yeah, he got it on the Game Pass and then he, um, I think he uninstalled it like after a day or two. Oh no, why, why did he not like it? And he said it was too boring. Like he was so excited to get it. And then um, he played it and then, I don't know, he just didn't like it. And even I didn't like the look of it either. And I love playing. <laughs> this is not selling it to me. He uninstalled it after one day. Isn't the whole idea that it's really boring? Like it's, it's, it's for nerding out on like it's not exactly you know you're not blowing things up or flying around like a, like a <laughs> World War 2 game I, I, I have seen some YouTube compilations of fails within the game <laughs> they're pretty funny but yeah, I know what you mean so he literally uninstalled the next day like is there, and is he any history of different simulators uh no, well, he then downloaded the lawnmower one then, and he loves that one <laughs> wait, wait wait what's the lawnmower simulator it's actually really good I can't wait to play it myself <laughs> Are you literally mowing lawns in it? Yeah, so you have your little company, a little lawnmower company, and you can build up your little business, and you literally sit there for 20 minutes putting people's lawns. Oh, <laughs> so, and so it's you real get, time as well. Get more lawnmowers, oh, yeah, hire proper, more staff. Like, yeah, so like even uh, gives you like um, a time to say, uh, like, you can get this lawn done in 10 minutes. And then I think the longer it takes, I think you get like charges, and then like if you drive over someone's flowers or their book <laughs> or damage something you get charged I think the lawnmower simulator is probably where Dave should start and work his way up to airplanes like oh, yeah. you do less damage that way <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I've heard as well about Lauren is the farming simulator I don't know if your boyfriend knows about this but literally my it's my brother has it he brother loves has it. it he's 12 now so <laughs> right and what are you getting for Christmas Lauren um 
Well, we got weights for our gym, our home gym, and he's buying me a new jacket for horse riding. Oh, very active. <laughs> oh. No wonder you're not sitting down playing flight simulator, doing weights and going horse riding. Oh, no, yeah, I work with horses, so okay. I don't have time to sit down and play. Well, that's he's sorted then. He just can get you something horsey every birthday and Christmas. Oh, yeah, usually he does now. He's fairly decent. Yeah, because it's pricey. That You know, horse accessories are not cheap. Oh, no, not at all. But neither then. It's his game inside. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, Lauren. Come here, have a great Christmas. Thanks for talking to us. You too. Thank See you. Bye. 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 bye, 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 bye. Why is Lauren wasting her time at real horses when she could just get simulation ones? <laughs> Can't wait till it's only Dermot hosting the show because Dave is flying to Australia. <laughs> just hope he doesn't miss the flight, lol. That's another story we're not going into. Never forget. Missing flights from Australia. Taste of the music. Taste of the the music. You'd think you'd give me a break at Christmas, wouldn't you? Yeah, you can have a break on Christmas Day from doing Say Stuff to Suits Music. That's about it. Uh, it is the part of the show where Dermot is going to say stuff off the top of his head to pieces of music he's never heard before. I, Dave, shall play them to him now. Mr. Whelan, you ready to go and make oh. us laugh? Okay, David. Here we go. Stuff the turkey's hole with porridge, follow la la la. Oh, you know, Ray Darcy here. Want to wish you all a very happy Christmas from me and the whole team, Jenny, Will, and everyone here at the show. Stuff the turkey's hole with He'll be sore, but it's full of roughage. Stay regular this Christmas. I mean, like your stools. This Christmas, make sure it's a Depeche Mode Christmas. That's right, a brand new album by the Electronica 80s Act. Your own personal cheese board. And also the hit, Just Can't Get Enough Ham, Just Can't Get Enough Ham. <laughs> Kate Norney here. I, oh my God! What am I? What am I doing in here? This, why am I in sense of the suit? This is. I'm in the wrong sketch. Anyway, now that I'm here, I might as well tell you all about my brand new book in shops now. Norney and the Great Chocolate Mystery. Buy it now. In shops now. How you doing? Celebrity gardener Dermot Gavin here telling you how to have a great gardening Christmas. Why not cover your Christmas tree in bulbs? That's right. Daffodil bulbs, crocuses and tulips. It looks amazing. And I don't believe in cutting down a tree to put it in a house. That's why we bring the entire house out of the garden around the tree. And we're absolutely freezing. We've got hypothermia. Sex and the City is back. Yes, it's still going with Sex and the City 7. Into the home. Carrie is causing ructions at the nursing home. I want my pills in him. Now, now, come on now, Mrs. Bradshaw. Come on, into the day room with you now. I've got new shoes and a handbag. Sure you have. You're in your slippers, love. Come on in, happy Christmas is that, is that Elton John on your piano? Yeah, yeah, he just turned up there an hour ago I don't know why, he's playing away there And the baby Jesus in Bethlehem Our Elton, give it a rest, will you? Willy Wonka's on, we're trying to watch it 
Elton! We have got an unbelievably good news story for you. We're delighted to bring it to you, but it wasn't always good. Uh, a few months ago, we spoke to Caroline Foskin about her husband, John. He's too young. He's 45 years of age. And just because he has disabilities, he shouldn't be in residential care, you know. He needs to come home. He mentally needs to come home. He's not going to survive in residential care for too much longer. This is the story of John Upton, a proud Waterford man facing into a very uncertain future. He had just suffered a catastrophic brain injury after he experienced headaches and then discovered a blood clot at the back of his brain. It left him requiring specialist residential care. In April, John's other half, Caroline, and family friend Seamus Barry spoke to us about their campaign to bring John home. And you guys were very touched by the story. Uh, in fact, you came up with tens of thousands of euro. And also offers, like, from... Because the, the, the money they were raising was to adapt their family home mm. so that John could come home. And not only did we have money pledged by Today FM listeners, but we had offers from workmen, tradesmen who could come in and help. And they, you did that in spades, lads. It was an unbelievable example of just the strength and spirit of an Irish community coming together. And then the news, of course, that John looked likely to be able to go home. And that's all he wanted. And we spoke to Caroline and John together. Hi, Dermot. Hi, Dave. Yeah, we're just sending you a little message just to say thanks. You've uh, helped the Trinity open up a lab. Yeah. You've been home. Yeah. What would it mean for you to go home, John? Oh, I mean to go home. I want to be with the family and friends. Yeah. And we're so excited. Are you oh, excited? Oh, good come. Good come. Looking forward to it. Well, this week, this happened. Hey. And we've got Caroline Foskin is on the line with John and their family friend Seamus Barry, who's been a big part in uh, putting all this together. Caroline, what happened this week? Oh, Brilliant, brilliant. We got John home. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Fabulous. He's home. <laughs> home in time for Christmas and everything. Yeah, two years to today. He, he left the house sick on the 20th of December two years ago. Wow. And he came home on the 20th of December two years later. So, um, yeah, we're thrilled. Incredible. To have him home. Remind yeah. us what had to be done to the home. Why was it such a, an uphill task to get John home in the first place? Oh, the whole downstairs of the house had to be adapted. All the doorways, the stairs had to be taken out. We had to build them um, uh, a bedroom and a, a bathroom, a wet room. Mm. And um, just basically the whole, uh, you know, to make the whole end of the house um, adaptive, you know, open planet farm for the wheelchair and things like that to try and make him independent that he can get around in his own home and things like that. And, um, oh my God, the house is fabulous. Everybody did such... A wonderful job. We can never thank them enough. And it's fabulous now. When something big is coming, like for most people say, you know, Christmas is coming, you kind of have the anticipation and the build up and then the release of Christmas Day and it happens and you tick your boxes and do whatever. What is it like to have a two year build up to go through what you've gone through to want to get John home and then for it to happen three days ago? Oh, it's just an amazing feeling, an amazing feeling. And we're all, oh, we're so happy, myself, John and Sarah. We're just, oh, we can't believe it. It really is. And for John himself, the need to get home was so bad, you know. He really needed to get home. 
Um, and thanks to everybody, like, they made that happen for him. And that's the best Christmas present that anybody could get. Any kind of a present, to be honest, like... You know, just because you have um, some life-changing um, disabilities, it doesn't mean like that you shouldn't be back home in your own health, you know. Yeah, you um, mentioned when we talked to you before that you really didn't believe that John would actually survive if he stayed in care versus his desire to come home. No, mentally, no, John wouldn't have survived at all. No. Um, like, as I said, John is very well aware of his surroundings. It's just um, his movement. But he's working on that now. His hands are getting a little bit stronger and things. Um, he's doing great now. He's determined, you know. Mm. But, no, for his mind, he, he, he needs to be at home. He needs to be at home with his family and friends. Like, you know, he's, n- nobody likes to be in care at any age. But um, for John's age, he's such he's so young, like, I oh, know. No, to just wasn't for our family, you know. It, it's not really for young people, I don't think, you know. I think there should be some changes put in place to try and help young people out there because, mm. you know, just because you have disabilities or you're in a wheelchair, it doesn't mean that um, you can't live a good life, like, and it doesn't mean you should be in a care home, you know. Let's not forget um, you did all of this, Caroline, with the backdrop of COVID, you know, in terms yeah. of visiting him, uh, keeping him safe in residential care, I know your daughter Sarah was sitting the leaving cert this year and obviously had the, you know, her dad's accident to deal with and process yeah. and then try and study and COVID and remote school. How did she get on with the leaving cert? Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Don't ask me now. Top me head. Um, <laughs> oh, she, oh, she did so well. She did so well. And she started her first year then um, in WIT. She's doing accountancy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah she did so well now. You have Thank a family God. full of warriors there. Um, <laughs> Seamus, uh, how are you? This must be a big relief to you because you were leading the charge on this campaign and I'd say that Caroline and John were very, very grateful to have you holding the torch for them. Um, yeah, look, it's an amazing feeling. I, I wouldn't say leading the campaign. I'd say kind of hiding in the background, letting everyone else do the work. Um, but no, it, it's like like you said and Caroline said about a Christmas present. And uh, I was here the other day with Caroline's brother, Jim, and he said it. No matter what happens for the rest of our lifetime, whatever we do, it'll probably be the biggest achievement that we've ever been a part of. And it's just, it was a special project to be a part of. Yeah, and what, what, how much did you guys need to raise? Yeah, so we went out with an initial target of about 150. And at the start, we actually didn't know roughly until we started uh, breaking down figures. But we raised 129,000. Um, and then, yeah, I know it's, it's a crazy amount of money. Yeah. And then, then with pleasures and work that went on, like I'd say we're easily up around 170, 180,000 of what went into the project itself. Yeah. Um, and we're actually just, just on that, we're going to close the page this Christmas Eve due to uh, uh, Caroline, Sarah, and John's wishes mm-hmm. because it's Christmas time. And there's a lot of other people out there that need help. And we would appreciate if the, the generosity of the public can be shown to other people that need it this Christmas time. Um, and with the closing of the page Christmas Eve, it's also enabled us to get a, um, a vehicle for the new year. So John will be able to be, you know, transported, go to matches, um, you know, get to see different things, go see his friends. So that's enabled us. So we're just very thankful for everything that everyone has done. Speaking of matches, we heard that John arrived home triumphantly wrapped in his favourite Man United blanket. Yes, John. Oh, he, yes, he did, John. Actually, and just on that note, John is delighted that Liverpool went through on penalties last night. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, as delighted as I am. Yeah, absolutely. But he's definitely a man after Dave's heart. He loves Man United and blankets. <laughs> so, I mean, those two are made for each other. <laughs> Caroline, I know John is with you there. How is he doing today? 
Oh, he's he's brilliant. He's brilliant now. He's in he's in brilliant form. He's great now. Yeah. Oh, thank God. And he's in a man, another Man United top. So um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, John. <laughs> if he was there, we'd love to say hello. Yeah. yeah. Oh, damn it, damn it, damn. How you doing, John? Fellow Man United fan here. Good to hear from oh, you. <laughs> Welcome home. You've had three nights in your own Thank gaff. You. How has it felt? I've been great. I never thought I'd be this happy thing, but I am. And don't think that I'm generosity. You never thought you'd be this happy again, and it's all thanks to everybody's generosity. Yeah, yeah. well. Um, the great up and home. And it's the one thing I want to do home. That's all you want. That's all you want to get home. home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we yeah. heard that Waterford was voted earlier in the year the best place in Ireland to live. Um, it seems to be that way. How do you do? You feel differently about your neighbours and your community now, Caroline. After everybody, not that you hated them to begin with, but <laughs> has, it, has it opened your eyes to the potential for what oh, you God, know communities yeah. can do when we oh, when we join together? Yeah, totally, totally. People are so good, honestly. And even now, still, you know, as me and John's work colleagues, I'd like to shout out a big hello to him. Um, they never forgot about him. Um, they sent him over lovely presents there for Christmas. They're so good. But, um, you know, people are just, it's, they just keep giving. And people, you know, people don't have it themselves. Like, you know yourself, but it is after being tough on everybody. And just for people to reach out to other people that are in need, you know, it's just, it's a beautiful thing Caroline and John oh. and Seamus and listen uh, you know what, what Caroline and Seamus and all the community did to, to bring John home and to have the Christmas you guys are going to have now and have the rest of your lives together at home is just absolutely phenomenal we're so happy for you guys happy Christmas welcome home John and uh, sure we'll talk again Thank soon and catch up and see how you're getting just, on sorry oh, Happy Christmas, John. Happy Christmas, John. <laughs> Sorry, Seamus, you wanted to get in there too, did you? Yeah, just for a quick second there, I just have a, a very quick list. Um, just to Brian, to Budgie, to Gary, to Ned, Ian, Christine, Ray, Jim, Derek, Barry, Johnny, Clint, Claire, Fiona, all the staff in Claren Bridge, Owen, Lynn and Owen, Sue and uh, Garrett, uh, all the staff in Dunleary, Waterford Hospital, all the media outlets that we worked with, all the nurses, Derek with the floors, um, I just want to say thank you to everyone. I want to say thank you to yourselves because without all of you, no matter who was behind it, I always said to Carolyn when we started, he will come home. I can promise you that. It doesn't matter what the campaign is or who leads it. He will get home because of the story. And this is an amazing family. I've worked closely with Carolyn and behind every good man is a good woman. And I must say it's been a pleasure to work with Carolyn, John and also Sarah. But Caroline had her own illness um, issues before and she's just an extraordinary lady and the love that she has for John. Like, I'm getting emotional again and it was the same when they came home on Monday. It, it is just an absolutely brilliant bond to see between two people and I just hope they have the best Christmas ever. Here, well, here. Said, well, well said, well said, Seamus. Um, have a wonderful Christmas, guys. You absolutely deserve it and thanks for getting in touch with us again and giving us the big news. 
Thanks, Take care. See you later. All the best. Bye, bye. bye John. Bye, Seamus. Bye, Caroline. See you later. That is uh, John Upton, Caroline Foskin, and Seamus Barry there celebrating their homecoming to Waterford and just puts everything in perspective. Life was very, very different for that family two years ago. Um, and now it's really the things that matter are very clear to them. So well done, everybody, and all our Today FM listeners who donated and got behind the campaign as well. Hi, Eve. Hi. Hi, you. Did you have a nice day yesterday? The nice things happened to you? A very nice day. Go on, yeah. what happened? I texted in just to say that, you know, it isn't all hustle and bustle with Christmas, but we were coming home from school and we'd taken an hour to, to get home. I think every school had been uh, sent out at 11 <laughs> Same o'clock. time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was just a steady stream for an hour home of every school we hit on the way. And um, I was trying to be in great form for the kids and singing along, but really inside I was, you know, cursing the whole traffic situation. <laughs> and um, a message came through from the school, uh, somebody in the class, in, in my son's class, to say that would I like to take tickets to go to the cinema that afternoon in an hour's time. Oh. So it was for my son's favourite film, uh, Home Alone. He's eight, but we'd watch it, I'd say, a hundred times a year. Yeah. So it needs to be Christmas time and I thought wow this is amazing and we arrived down to the cinema and we took a detour from the traffic and took a ride down to the cinema and there were three bags of popcorn and all waiting for us so this was magic the kids thought I was amazing and I'd never buy the popcorn (laughs) (laughs) I'm too mean and then after the cinema we came out and I lost my ticket and again I was going oh god you know your parking ticket You sound like you might, you might have needed that day, as you said, given the traffic you were facing yeah. on the way home. <laughs> well, like, I, I can't really complain because I worked for years in Crumlin Hospital and I would have been working up until the last minute of Christmas Eve and I wasn't working yesterday. So, right. you know, I, I know what it's like. So hello to everyone in genetics in Crumlin Hospital because I would have been I would have been there and not with my kids. So it's just when you had the piece about family being so important, I suppose it's just rung a bell that nothing yeah. spectacular happened yesterday, but I was with my family and all these people were very nice and that was... Nothing spectacular. Good. You restored everyone's faith in humanity. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's gratitude, Eve, and we're glad you're displaying it. Yeah. Yeah. Have a brilliant Christmas, Eve. You too. You See you too. later. Bye. 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 Kermit and Dave on Today FM. <laughs> There's a TV show called Phoenix Nights. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's amazing. Set in a nightclub called Phoenix Nights, uh, or The Phoenix, uh, in Bolton. And in it, at one point, there's a DJ, and he plays Walking in the Air, but has a microphone. Like he's, what are those DJs? Is that Ray Vaughan? Not Ray Vaughan, it's actually another fella in it. <laughs> but he sings Walking in the Air, oh, like a kind of absent mind. Like he has the mic near his mouth, and he's like, 
While walking in the air playing, it's just such a absolutely hilarious scene for no reason. Can you uh, hear me now? Can you hear me? I can see you. <laughs> sure, look at Isn't that it? Remember, he got stuck on the stair lift. Yes, Brian, Brian Potter got stuck on the stair. <laughs> bring the door down, Patrick! Bring the door down, please! This is where Paddy McGuinness came from. 100%. He was just one of Peter Kay's friends. Yeah. And now he's like this giant star. Just Top Gear on yeah. BBC One. Incredible. Amazing. Baldy, baldy bouncer. Anyway, uh, let us go to the phones and give away 350 euro, which we will do at Asherlook. It isn't that it. All you got to do is work out what's missing in the sentence. E or. Column is in Roscommon. How are you, Colm? Hey, that's those things. Good. Last minute Christmas shopping being done in Roscommon? Not yet, but it will soon. Okay, and what are you looking for? I don't know really yet. That's the only thing. Anything. A Phoenix Knights box set now. A Phoenix Knights box set? <laughs> yeah. God, if somebody got me that, I'd be so happy. It's really hard to find. I think it might be on all four, possibly. Come it. get your black bin bags. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sing the rest. Column uh, EOR, 350 euro will certainly get you whatever you need for Christmas. What, what do you think it is? Uh, I go with excellent reviews. Excellent reviews. Which Dermot Whelan has had for both of his books this year, guys. <laughs> In store now, mindful and known as Rich Ogre Mystery. Uh, column Noon, excellent reviews, 350 euro. No. Ah, uh, no worries. Have a great Christmas, Column. <laughs> you too, lads. See you later. Bye bye. Bye bye. Paula Cook is in Cork. Hello. Good morning, Dermot Dave. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Preparing for the onslaught, it says yeah, here. I'm not really. I'm just taking time out before I even think about the onslaught. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming, no matter what you do, though. I'm doing a bit of meditation, Dermot. A bit of meditation. Yeah. Look at that. Are you doing some meditation? Not really. Oh. <laughs> well, you had him going there for a sec, Paula. A friend of mine just sent me on a WhatsApp of Frank Kelly's twelve days, twelve days of Christmas. Oh yeah. So I was, yeah, I was just breaking my ass laughing at that there before. <laughs> mindful laughing is meditation. Exactly. You know? Yeah, as long as you've got a smile on your face, whatever works. Uh, Eor, Paula. Eor. What do you think it stands for? Extra roasties. Extra roasties. Certainly something I would always be looking for. No. No. Well. Sorry, Paula. No, bother. Back Happy to chilling out there. Happy Christmas to you as well. Have a great one. Enjoy. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Have a great one. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Sam Coot is in County Clare. Hi, Sam. <laughs> sure, look at it. Isn't that Sam, it? Sam, you just won a bright yellow Dermot and Dave today. If I'm not sure, look at it. Isn't that a T-shirt? and them to the whole family. Yeah, brilliant. Glad to hear it. By this time next year. Oh, <laughs> you crazy coot. <laughs> <laughs> what are you up to, Sam? Oh, my God. I'm facing into the grocery shopping on a rare day off. A rare day off and you've decided to do the big shop? Yeah, I take this day off every year for the last 27 years because it was the day I had my eldest. Ah. And now I'm wondering why I do that because all I end up doing is grocery shopping. <laughs> yeah, the other supermarkets, they have that look about them. You know, I was in one yesterday and you know when it looks like the shelves have been disemboweled? Like, yeah. a, like a gang of Vikings came in and oh, just no. plundered them. And, you know, there's like one packet of digestives in a giant hole where there should be many packets <laughs> Where of did you see the digestives? I need the digestives. <laughs> it's making me feel so much better. Um, um, actually, I tried four supermarkets yesterday. 
for one item and none of them had them. Go on, tell us what the item was. Please say it was Notions. What no, was I'm it? not going to tell you. Well, it was Notions, it absolutely was. <laughs> no, it not was nutmeg cream or chestnut <laughs> oil or something completely Notions he wanted. Look at him. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I like non-alcoholic beer right. and it's one in particular that I love and it's really hard to get. Damn, I wish and it was more Notions than it, that. No, it's made by Guinness. It's called Pure Brew. Okay. So it's, it's like a craft beer, basically. Mm. But since they brought out their Guinness Zero... That seems to have taken up the pure brew slot. Oh. It's really hard to find. So do you think that's notionsy, Sam? Uh, no, I don't, because I was searching for something similar for a friend of mine, and you're right, all I could get was Guinness Zero. Yeah, which right. is still nice. But well, it's a stout versus a, a Yeah, somebody just want that cold, that cold beer thing, but you don't want the alcohol. Although... It is one of the sets of words that sounds absolutely unbelievable in a Phoenix Knights Bolton accent. Pure brew. <laughs> pure brew. Can you see me pure brew? Oh, my biscuits falling in me brew. Uh, Sam, ER, 350 quid. What do you think? Everyone relax. No. <laughs> you're not allowed. No relaxing. No, you're not right at either. Sorry, but Sam. But you got the T-shirt. That's your Christmas Yay. present. Enjoy <laughs> the big shop. I will. Have a Christmas. See you. Same to you. Happy Christmas. Bye, bye, bye. Actually, the T-shirt could become a collector's item very soon. Oh? Because we're looking into getting something different. I wasn't told about this. (laughs) Maria, Maria, Maria. Maria, our producer, is laughing, which usually means Dermot's gotten the wrong end of the stick somewhere. No, we want something different. (laughs) Yeah, we do. Yeah. We, we really want something different but we're going to see if we can get it. I know you love the T-shirt, Dave. I do. I love the thing. That's so great. People are going around wearing our name. What yeah. do you think, Emer? Are you happy with the t-shirt? Oh, I want the other thing. You want no, the other thing? The other thing. It's a bobblehead ray. <laughs> <laughs> we found what, too late? <laughs> Are we late to that one? They're in the warehouse. <laughs> There's still 10,000 of them in the storerooms here. Every time you open a cupboard, bunch of bobblehead rays fall out. How do you think we fund that? Look at this now. We sell bobblehead rays on eBay and then we get 50 quid every day and we add it on to the total. Adele. Easy on me. It's Dermot and Dave. It is Today FM. Dave, we were talking about our favourite songs of the year. Of course, Ian Dempsey did, you know, a listener's favourite song of 2021. Turned out to be Ed Sheeran's Bad Habits. That's right, yeah, top vote. Um, so we had all different ideas for ourselves. I love the Dua Lipa, Elton John one. I love the uh, Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber one, Stay, yeah. One of the songs, though, one of my favourite songs of 2021 isn't actually a real song. And it's something you told me about. I did. It was Dave's World, wasn't it? Yeah. It's Adele, that version. Somebody basically thought, you know what? That sounds like it should be an 80s rock ballad. But obviously it wasn't made in the 80s. So the internet being the internet, they made it into an 80s version. And I absolutely love it. Madonna. It's all in there. That's a proper slow set song, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. Okay, to close your eyes, imagine someone you fancied when you were a teenager. Can you smell the white musk? <laughs> <laughs> and imagine yourselves. At the Super C Dynamite Disco in the Hinch. <laughs> Crank her up there, Dave. That guy's name. Is Louis LaRoche. Oh, 
wasn't the only time that song got remixed. There was another one I did on the same Dave's World, which was this. It was amazing. Worse under so many songs. Yeah, that one's a little bit of a stretch, but I think the first one just sounds like it. That's the way it should have been written. <laughs> Maybe a double do that for our next album. Oh, I wish they'd just put like release an, an official. 80s version of it would be really cool. Well, maybe I'm sure Adele must have heard that because Louis LaRoche is quite a big deal on YouTube. So I'm presuming maybe she's heard it and knows. Maybe they'll <laughs> I'm get a big together. deal on YouTube. And <laughs> no cavalry anywhere would be able to stop Deloitte. this lady getting into us. It is Noni. How are you, Kate? Happy Christmas, everyone. Noni here of my plan full of chocolate. Well, I want to tell everyone about you. So you're you're an elderly lady from Limerick. You sell chocolate. Uh, uh, well, you are. I'm not elderly. I'm what? old. Oh, sorry, old. Okay. I'm old. <laughs> you sell chocolate or as you say chocolate out of a pram usually outside Tomlin Park but uh, you've also recently become an author a what? you've written a book yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well Dermot wrote it I know you mean it you are in it yes yeah. Dermot did write it yeah yeah he's gone out sorry he's not here today he's just, he always, he just has a business to attend to <laughs> no I'm still here oh guys. Dermot sorry I didn't know oh, you were there how are you yeah. Dermot to see you there to see you. <laughs> it's a great lad, isn't he? Yeah, Dermot, well, he's asking me, he's sitting there, you can ask him yourself. Yeah, thanks, Noni, I'm a great lad. <laughs> and come here, you've also, you're also a singer, you've got so many strings oh, to your bow, Oh, yeah, Noni. yeah, yeah, Christmas number one. In yeah. my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be playing that in a few minutes. We are going to be playing that in a few minutes, but first, somebody wants to say hello to you, and I think she's on the phone. Madison Foley, are you there? Yes. Say hi to Noni. Hi, Noni. How about you, the kid? Literally. How are you doing? Good. What about Tario? Newcastle West. And yeah. what are you going to? What are you doing? Who are you with? I'm glad I thought Madison's voice just broke in the conversation there. <laughs> Madison, what age are you? I'm nine. What class are you in? Third. Third class? Oh, yeah. Dave here is a first class Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're nine, brilliant. What you want to be when you grow up? Um, I don't know. Or any? What would you like to be? A, f- um, a teacher. A teacher? Or just? Oh yeah, that's a great job, isn't it? You can go on your holidays for half the year. <laughs> <laughs> um, come here. What did I hear you did for your daddy? I'm helping him doing delivery. And what's your name, Daddy? Brian. Brian, and what's Madison been doing for you? Oh, she's very good. She, she brought in all the deliveries to me this morning. She, what time did she get up to help you? Four o'clock. Four Jesus. o'clock? Oh, my God. Sure, you're oh. only falling into bed at that stage. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you delivering? Uh, the pharmacy. It's pharmaceutical. Right. Why, why did, did Madison want to get up and help you? Oh, because Daddy hurted his back from one edge. Oh, you hurted your back? Yeah. Were you lifting your wallet out of the van, were you? <laughs> <laughs> You're carrying all them links, gift sets into the pharmacies, I'd say. All the yeah, Africa wines and all that, buddy. All the Africa wines, yeah. <laughs> and Madison, what do you like to do with yourself when you're not helping your daddy? What do you like? Um, read your book. Read, read my book? Oh, you read my book, did you? Yeah. Oh, did you like it? Yeah. How many 
bars of chocolate would you give it out of 10? Um, 10. Oh, yeah, yeah, buy it a case. Superb. You must be happy with that, Dermot, are you? Because you wrote the book. Oh, delighted. Yeah. Thanks, Madison. Come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Madison, what are you getting from Santa Claus? A tablet. A tablet. A tablet. You must be very sick, yo. <laughs> Just the one. Your dad, your dad probably has it in the back of the van. That's a terrible present. <laughs> That's great. Oh, what'd you get for Christmas? Oh, I got a vitamin C tablet. <laughs> Two Panadol. <laughs> and what games are you going? What games are you going to play on the tablet? Roblox oh yeah they're, they're mad into it they're mad kids are mad into it he has a little 10 year old girl called Rosie she's always looking for Robux off him <laughs> hey, daddy give us some Robux will you daddy Robux <laughs> he's broke <laughs> he's broke daddy Robux come here listen Madison you're absolutely fantastic for uh, for helping out your daddy you know and I tell you what I'll send you down a signed copy of my <gasps> book so you can hang on to that for yourself and then you can give the other one you have away to, I don't know, somebody on the road. <laughs> okay, so I'll give you a signed copy of my book, all right? Thank you. Okay, happy Christmas and stay off the tablets. <laughs> See you guys. Come bye, Madison. Brian. Happy Christmas. Bye, Brian. Bye. See you. Bye, 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 bye. That's Brian. They're driving around Newcastle West there in the van, dropping things after the pharmacy. Absolute legends have heard them. Oh, I told legends. So, can we hear your number one song now? Would that be okay? Yeah, oh, yeah. Play it down now. This is taken from uh, my latest film, Willy Wonka. Your latest, <laughs> <laughs> latest film was 1971. <laughs> okay, here it is. No. Tony's pure imagination of the day of him. Come with me and you'll be down in Limerick in your imagination. It's Christmas in the finest city in all the nation Come with us on the Norny bus Stopping off at Limerick's Colbert Station Breathe it in That's the smell of your nation If you want to see just look into my pram and view it Snickers, Bounty, Mars and chew it Just give me all your cash There's nothing to it There is no life I know Like selling chocolate as my occupation Take it from me, I'm a hundred and three Limericks where I'll always be Now, love, what you want? A selection box, is it? Go on, dear, that's a fiver No, it's just a box If you want the chocolate, it's an extra tenner, you goal Watch the snow fall down on Gary Owen Doradile Raheen Askeaton I need an extra pair of tights, I'm freezing We forgot to pay the bill For the f***ing heating Francis, you go! Oh, you're taking Santa's sneeze 
sensations Christmas time in Limerick City is pure decent Happy Christmas you goals Avoid the kid Someone says, I should be saying you crucified my favourite song, Noni, from one of my favourite movies, but how could I be mad at your angelic voice? Heavenly, I laughed out loud at my desk and work. Bravo, Noni, says Jules in Cork City. Thanks for the last, guys, and Merry Christmas to all in today. Merry Christmas to you too, Jules. What a high note, legendary Noni. Yeah, I don't know how Noni reached that note, but she did. <laughs> uh, you surpass, surpass yourself every single time. Thank God for you, Noni, says Sheena in Clare Galway. And a couple of hellos. I don't know, Noni, Noni, are you still, Noni, come here just Hi. for a sec. Hey, yeah, sorry, I know you're running I'm off. Sorry, you do a stock tech here to yeah. fill out my selection box. Well, will you just say happy Christmas to Luke Mangan? He's in Killarney. You know Luke in Killarney. Oh, sure I know Luke. Well, yeah, see, I'll be up there. Uh, he helped me with the pram there last Tuesday week. He put <laughs> a new rear axle on Good it for me. Man, Luke. That's from his dad, John. And also say happy belated 10th birthday to Grace Diffley. Oh, how are you, Grace? She was 10 yesterday. Uh, she loves Noni and she loves the new book as well. Well, thanks very much. And listen, thanks very much to everyone who's bought the book. It's absolutely flying off the shelves. I want to say a very... Because I get lots of messages from mammies and daddies and kids saying, oh, I read the book, enjoying the book, and it's in before it was not. And what's so the book I, called again? The book is called Norny and the Great Chocolate oh, Mystery. And where is it available? It's available in all good bookshops, <laughs> David Moore. <laughs> Excellent to hear. Uh, Noni, you can head off and go back to your stock take there. I because can, you can. Dermot and myself need to say hello to Patricia O'Keefe. Hi, Patricia. <laughs> Hi, how are you? You had a bit of a Christmas miracle, did you? We yep, did. It was amazing. What Tell happened? us all about it. Last Thursday, my daughter went into labour and we headed up to the Coombe Hospital and we got delayed, of course, with traffic and rang Nace Garda Station and we got a nest court right up to the Coombe within 10 minutes of the birth. Wow. Wow, so this was <laughs> so, really, like that baby was absolutely. coming. Absolutely. That baby was coming, and I was so nervous that we were going to have her. <laughs> so, <laughs> What's the baby's the name? Gardy, the baby's name is Molly. Molly, and so Molly arrived safe and sound in the coom. Molly are in the coom, and thanks to the Gardy in Nath and Kilcullen, wherever they came from, and Ronan especially, I was speaking to them, and they were absolutely amazing. They got us there on time. I know you were saying you were nervous. I'd say Garda Ronan was absolutely bricking it. <laughs> yeah. he, he would, everyone would look at the guard and go, can you yeah. help, Ronan? Can you help? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If you oh, hadn't was, gotten the escort, you definitely would have had the baby on the road to the coom. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There was no doubt when we met hit traffic and guards just, it was like opening the Red Sea. They just opened up the traffic and in we went. It was just oh, fantastic. Brilliant. Blue lights, sirens, the whole lot. Pardon? Blue lights and sirens. Absolutely amazing. First time ever. (laughs) So how's Mammy doing now? And baby? Great. She's home. Great. Baby is flying. It's absolutely great. Back for Christmas and everything. Brilliant. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just wanted to thank the Gardaí. They were just amazing. Uh, Look, they do all these things. They are unsung heroes Mm. in that force. Every single day they're going above and beyond. And you never hear about it. So thanks for telling sure. everybody about it. And congratulations, the new arrival for Christmas. There's thank a Christmas present much. and a half, and Patricia. No problem, and thank you for taking the call. Not at all, and say hi to Mammy and to Molly for us as well, of course. I certainly will, certainly will. All yes. right, see you, Patricia. You Happy Christmas. Much. Thank you, you too. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 That Bye-bye. is absolutely beautiful. Love those stories. Dave's world, Dave's world. If we don't let him do it, he gets ratty. 
was hoping you'd get the hint from that song that I just played. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the greatest, the greatest way to say something is saying nothing. So like Dave's World, you could just say nothing. That would be deeper. <laughs> you know? Oh, <laughs> yeah, this is great. Now. Oh, what do we do now? <laughs> you and I both know dead air is a crime. <laughs> I'm never not going to talk in Dave's World. Maria inspired Dave's World today. She sent me a little uh, nugget yesterday about Icelandic Christmas. And Maria, they swap books on Christmas Eve. They Apparently the tradition is to swap books. So I would swap a book with you. Yeah. You go home and read your book then for the rest of the evening and eat chocolate. Is that not the best tradition ever? Yeah, that is great tradition. So good for your mental health. Yeah, although if we swap books, would that mean that I would just end up with like some romance novel that you were reading you'd yep. end up with like a Man United book of facts do you know what you'd get you, yeah I'd get the Man United book of facts or I saw Marcus Rashford book yesterday. yes yeah something that. like that uh, you would get the book that my sister gave me in Chris Kindle last year which is a book of Kim Kardashian isms <laughs> so it's quotes it's like about 120 pages of quotes from Kim Kardashian I can cope That's with that in fairness um, I looked around the rest of the world to see if I could find some other interesting Christmas traditions and there are loads in Austria there is a creature called Krampus okay and he's a kind of a ghoulish evil he's accomplice of Saint Nicholas like so he's he's with Santa but he wanders the streets in search of badly behaved children oh. so during the whole month of December Kids in Austria will see people, grown-ups, dressed up as Krampus. And he's terrifying. He's got horns. He's like a, an evil goat. And they play pranks on the kids walking down the street. They'll jump out from behind bins. Being Krampus. Go, Krampus! And the kids go, oh, daddy, I'll be a good boy. Whatever. So it's kind of crazy. But this is amazing. In Japan, they have a, on Christmas. Christmas isn't a thing in Japanese culture, right? So 25th of December doesn't matter. But on Christmas Eve in 1974, KFC which is one of the few American fast food chains that was in Japan at the time, uh, ran a kind of a, a festive marketing campaign. And the slogan was Kentucky for Christmas. And it was obviously encouraging people to eat Kentucky Fried Chicken. It is an absolutely massive national tradition now. On Christmas Eve, even though they don't celebrate Christmas, they all eat KFC. <laughs> and he's literally called Colonel Santa. And because obviously the colonel looks a little bit like Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, so they yeah. kind of dress him up, whatever. And it's like the prices hike in all the KFCs around Christmas Eve. They must make a fortune. They make an absolute fortune, yeah. So it's not it's not a holiday or anything, but everyone just eats KFC on you Christmas Eve. You just never Eve know in what's going to, like, what's going to take. She don't. No, you've no People idea. We're well, to predict it. it. Wasn't there the, that famous story, probably an urban legend, about uh, in Japan where they tried to kind of get Christmas going? And one shop decided it would create like a Santa's grotto um, except they kind of got the story a little bit wrong and there was Santa nailed to a cross <laughs> I don't know if that's true but that's a great story <laughs> traumatised children everywhere <laughs> although in fairness that Jesus nailed to a cross is pretty traumatising yeah. for everybody yeah. in Venezuela in the capital in Caracas they have skating mass so you have to go to mass on Christmas morning on roller skates ah. Everybody has Amazing. to do Amazing. It. And it's so well established now that the streets are all closed to traffic from 8am. Like no mm. car is allowed. And everyone's on roller skates going to Christmas morning mass. And then there's a really cool thing where kids are worried that they'll sleep in and miss out. So what they do is they sleep with uh, the lace from one of their um, roller skates tied to their toe and then the roller skate itself hanging out of the window with the other lace hanging down. And if their friends are skating past, they pull down, they tug on the, on the lace to wake them up and make sure they don't miss skating mass on Christmas Day. No How amazing way. is that? 
Um, but sure, when you get to Mass, then you don't get to skate. Well, like you're well, sitting you down for the whole bloody thing. To get your Holy Communion. I, I hope they got A and E open on the same day as well. <laughs> um, you know the way we hang stockings on the fireplace or and, and they get filled with little bits and pieces, whatever. In the Netherlands, they do shoes. And so when they're waiting for Santa to come and they have the reindeer carrots and they have the mince pie, whatever, they put them in their runners beside the fire. Oh. I should be really worried about leaving my perfectly manicured Air Jordans beside the fire. That's just not happening. Santa, it's dead stock, Santa. Do you know how much those sneakers are worth? (laughs) Maria, I have a couple of things now I'll skim over because you're not going to like them. I'll just be quick as I can. In South Africa, they eat fried caterpillars. It brings people good luck. So on Christmas Day, Christmas food is mince pies, turkey, yeah, with all that, and fried caterpillars. Very important. And also in Ukraine, Maria, there's the Christmas spider. So no, no, hang on. But actually, listen because it's actually a really lovely story. The the folklore is that a poor widow and her children watched a pine tree grow outside their home. You know, turn into a Christmas tree. But they were so poor they couldn't afford to decorate it. So the children were sad. But the widow tried. She hung like dried fruit and things out of it. But it just didn't look very good. And the spiders who lived in the kind of barn next door heard that the widow was sad and the kids were sad. So they came out on Christmas Eve. Eavesdropping spiders. Yeah, and they decorated it with silver and gold webbing all over it. And when the kids woke up in the morning with the sun coming through and the dewy uh, spider webs, it looked amazing. They were so happy and they had a beautiful Christmas. That's the story. But now in Ukraine... Then the spiders ate them. No. (laughs) They they now all decorate their tree with like a Christmas decoration of a spider and the web is a symbol of Christmas. And it's actually really nice. Weird. Are you okay with that one? uh... It kind of reminds me of the, you know, those pictures that go around uh, from, is it spider mating season in oh, Australia, Australia with the big tree <laughs> and it's just covered in web and like loads of black dots and you're like, oh, I never want to go there in my life. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. worry about that. And the fact that the spiders are now listening to your conversation <laughs> as well as everything else <laughs> they do. Those nosy spiders. Uh, in Spain, there's the Christmas lotto. And I mean, everybody does the Christmas, Christmas lotto. Like it's called El Gordo, which means the fat one. Like, that's how big the prize, the, the prize money is over a billion euro. Wow. Now, it's divided up, but the main prize can be up to 600 million euro, like, bigger than euro millions just in Spain. Everyone buys a ticket. It's like the millionaire lottery thing. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. It's guaranteed to win. Someone's going to win all the money, and they sit around on Christmas Day, and they freak out about who's going to win it. But you're in Ireland. You can win 19 million. Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> oh, you can win it. It's just really it's, hard. It's unwinnable. In Norway, you hide your brushes because you don't want to clean on Christmas Day. So you hide your brushes in your brooms. You put them away. In Australia, they have surfing Santa Clauses because obviously it's summertime. So loads of lads get dressed up as Santa Claus and go surfing, and the kids oh, go right. to the beach, and Santa Claus is going surfing. And in Sweden, they have a Yule goat, uh, which is, dates back to pagan festivals that there was a goat for Christmas or whatever. But it, they started in the 60s building kind of uh, bigger goats and just going, look, instead of everyone having to get their own Yule goat, here's a goat, you know, statue, whatever. Or, and now they build a massive one out of hay every year. And it's like, oh, it's 42 feet high and 23 feet wide. And there's a live stream and in the new year when they take the hay down and give it to animals who actually need to eat it goats and whatever but they'll actually live stream the dismantling of the Yule goat there you go that's a sentence you'll I, never say again I can't think of something I'd like to watch less Yule goat dismantling yeah. come on it's a Christmas tradition <laughs> we're just doing days world there but strange Christmas traditions well strange to us obviously they're not strange to the people who celebrate them but I was talking about Krampus in Austria and Connor in Rathdowney has actually been to a Krampuslav festival how are you Connor, Connor how's things well, lads, come here tell us about it what was it like it's just mental like we went over to school trip like we're on like um, a student exchange yeah and the Austrian students like oh come on we grow there's this thing before Christmas the Krampuslav so we went down and it's like a Paddy's Day festival, but like 
a hell. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What is it like hell? Like basically, like, there's like these cult followers we call them, like, and they like, have to like earn your right to be a Krampus, and you dress up in like, these horrible costumes, and they go around the streets like baiting people, like. Certain cities are like more severe than others. So we were in Salzburg, like, and that's one of the severe ones. Right. So you have like family whips, made of like horses' tails, and just call them bait, like, and they say bait, you can catch ya. Like it's actually just no laws. Like you're not allowed to fight back. Like we, we were being warned by the ushers, like no, if they hit you, you can't stand back. We were like, ah, yeah, very funny. But genuinely, like the devil just gang up on you and start playing the lights out. What did you and the rest of the Irish school kids think of this? I was like, I thought it was a bit of crack at first thing, and then like they came around, like they have like cowbells, so you can hear them coming around the corners of the street. And then, like when they come, the crowd just absolutely disperses and runs down alleyways and into shops to try and get away from like. <laughs> so I couple of my friends were kind of standing there like haha yeah very good and next thing these lads came from the corner were like these really weird masks and like horns and we were like oh we're out here let's go we're gone <laughs> <laughs> so Krampus is not to be messed with if you see him coming around the corner no it's a genuine like, honestly like, we thought it was a pure mess like, but it's a genuine thing so like, it sounds scary, like that like. movie The Purge like there's no rules you can't fight back you just have to get off the streets as quickly as possible random beatings it's definitely like St. Patrick's Day <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <crazy. laughs> Connor you'll be safe from Krampus in Ireland so fair play to you happy Christmas dude Dangerous, see you later all bye. the best bye 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 Wham and George Michael I'm your man Your cheese winner For cheese and crackers Of uh, the last one In 2021 In fact Emer has just said That she knows How many we've won Because there's a constant Kind of one-upmanship Battle in here Determine myself We genuinely take Cheese and crackers Really seriously And are offended When we when we lose But also There's a constant stream Of lies and marketing yeah, Happening Plus Dave is just convinced That he wins Like 300% more Than he actually does And then Dermot Starts a campaign Where he tells everyone That Cracker has won 17 in a row When it's <laughs> One, two. So Emer has actual definitive figures of how many cheese and how many crackers have won in Do the year. Do you think you've won? No, I think Cracker has won more this year. That's my goal. I definitely think I've won more this year. And you would be correct. Cracker has won substantially more this year than really? cheese has. Rudimentary figures in and around 65, 60 to 35 in or in and about. Percent. 65 35 in favour of Cracker? In favour of Cracker. No, wow. this is actual wins. So you've oh, won, right. yeah, you've won nearly double the image. Okay, yeah, well, this is 50 weeks, roughly two, two a week. So it's, it's going to yeah. be an in around 100. Yeah, so. So 60 Cracker wins, 40 cheese wins. In and around that. So, now, some so of them 51 were Cracker wins, 49 cheese wins is what I'm hearing. <laughs> so technically, you know, a lot of them were when you guys weren't here. So technically, Maria, myself and Cahill have actually won more for you than anything. So okay. we are the real winners Well, here. I think Forced next, next year, the cheese <laughs> gang, we need to up our game, lads. Cheese we need to, gang. The cheese <laughs> gang. The gang no one wants to join. Baby bells, if you will. Listen back to more from the Dermot and Dave show on todayfm.com. Dermot and Dave. Weekday mornings from 9 on Today FM.